Welcome to Chaos People, the science and technology podcast that embraces the chaos. Your hosts are computational geneticist, evolutionary biologist, and Trekkie, Phil, and data scientist, artificial intelligence expert, and coding guru, Nick. Enjoy the show. All right, brother, how are you doing? You look tired, bro. He's selling Al Pacino there for a second. <laughs> so many fucking meetings. So Hoo-ah. many meetings. <laughs> what is that from? He, only do, he probably only does it in one thing, right? Like yeah. that's from Scarface, I think, or something. No, it's not from. Is it Scent of a Woman? Is it Scent? Oh, Scent of a Woman. Maybe. He plays like a. F- yeah. He plays a. Was it? What's it? A blind pet? Like a, <laughs> was a pedophile? A blind. <laughs> a blind uh, Chauvinist? Yeah. I, I forget what it is. But he gets like a girl and everything. And it's like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did you ever smell a woman? I have. <laughs> ever smell my fingers? Ooh-ah. Ooh-ah. <laughs> no, meetings are draining. I don't know how people will handle meetings. Not, I think there could be, like, the meeting we had uh, uh, so, Tuesday was pretty awesome. So we should talk about, like, uh, why. Okay, is hybrid not hybrid? Remote going to be the bane of creativity? Is remote work going to be hundred percent? There's no way we could have had that meeting on Tuesday if we were remote. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like all the good ideas that I have are when I'm physically present with someone. Yeah, like there's a certain energy that you get, right? Yes. I, I'm really eager to know if anyone listening to this podcast who works in like any type of office job where you have to like come up with ideas. It could be marketing, whatever. Yeah. Do you do you think that I feel like it ha- like working from home had to have decreased creativity in all those jobs? Absolutely, it has to be right. Because I'm not, I w- I wouldn't say I'm a social creature at all. I'm an introvert. Yeah, but like there are juices that flow, social yeah. juices. That we flow. share juices. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, like. You know, a little bit of that that precom comes out, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, social precom. I think. Yeah. I think when you're physically present, social precom comes out versus like in remote, no social precom. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that. That's right. But why though? Why the question is why? Why isn't it, it that immersive? Because you are still talking to someone. I you think are still riffing, right? Yeah, I think it's the it's the dimensionality aspect, like. That third dimension is really important. That sounds really stupid because like, when you think about it, right? Because you're yeah. looking at a two-dimensional screen, right? You're, you're missing a dimension, right? Yes. I think that matters, and I also think what else matters is your ability to be like, "Oh, wait a second, that's wrong," or like, it's really hard to like. You can still do that. Point out shit on a on a call, but why? Why though? If it, it feels clunky, it's like you're not. It's like time doesn't work as as well. Like things aren't as right. Re- I don't know. It's not real time. There's like lag sometimes. So I feel I'm most creative. Yeah. When there's a whiteboard that we all can look at, and that I could just go up and it's physical, and anyone can touch it. Just get your ass up and like do something, right? And you could still do that on you know Teams or whatever, or Zoom, right? Can but it doesn't you? feel the same. There's like a you, whiteboard. This, yeah, there's a whiteboard. I didn't use. know that. It doesn't feel, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, why though? Why so, do you is think there... if we were all like 
Meta, like if Meta was like actually like good and it was working, the Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, yeah. Would 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 it would it be fine then if we all could walk on the same virtual whiteboard and walk on and write on it? I think that'll be closer. Okay, close to get in that social precom. But you said it, it's still not there. Like you said, closer. You didn't say because I don't know yet. I don't know. Yeah. I, I haven't actually done you know the Apple Vision Pro. It, yeah, true. To get that, yeah. Like, what, yeah, what is it? But you understand it, right? I think most people will understand that feeling. Yeah, like it. It is way better when you're physically present, talking about an idea versus in a removed remote. Area. I think we missed something very, very significant and very easy. We missed it. What's on? Distraction. Right. So you're sitting there, and like something goes off, like to your right, and it's your son that fit, like he just fell or something. You're like fuck. You don't, or or your other monitor. There's like a, a something flashes, and you're like oh. Or there's like a Slack channel that's on, and there's yeah. you know like a chat going. On. That, that just doesn't happen when we're all engaged in the conversation in the same room. So you're, you have more undivided attention. I think that's what it is. That's pretty good. But if you're undivided attention, I, I don't know, though. Because it's also like I'm not as – because you can still force yourself to have undivided attention in a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting. You could try. Yeah. You could try to force yourself. Yeah. I mean, I have, but then I still don't feel as creative. I see. I see. I see. Okay. Okay. So, so there, so there is more to it than just the distraction, but I think that's a big part of it. I think that's a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. You're less committed to, you're less committed. Yeah. Less committed. Yeah. Um, I wonder how writers do it because a lot of writers do remote. Yeah. My girlfriend's a writer. I, I, I think that, you know, but it's funny. She just met up with a friend of hers yesterday and they had a little like, powwow and mm-hmm. they're going to work on a project together so like seeing each other spawn that idea i i think that's absolutely true right like you have yeah. to be physically present for you to it's the same thing you commit more to an idea yeah when you're physically present i agree yeah and i think yeah just remote's going to be like a bane of of creativity and it's going to be sluggish i'm not saying you can't get to certain places with it but it's just going to be slower. You're going to lower the rate of, yeah, you know, burgeoning ideas and whatnot. I don't know. I feel like for if you're an academic, especially if you're an academic, definitely opt for physical presence or a hybrid situation, not remote. I wonder if um, if you pull the most successful departments or 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 whatever. Like OpenAI, I wonder if they're all back to work. They're all. I think that OpenAI is like almost fully office. There you go. Yeah. And they're kicking ass, right? They're kicking ass. I mean, that's that's a sample size of one. But like, I'm sure if you go across the board and see like departments or. Well, I think they did the studies, and they found that um, you know remote work was just not good. Yeah. Especially for just getting shit done like creatively. Yeah. What and made I- you ask that question today? Because I was very uninvolved in the meeting. Just I tuned out because like. Um, this is a physical meeting. This is, well, semi-physical because I was with, oh, other, with, with my person. one coworker and then it was. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it was like the meeting afterward where I'm like talking to my coworker where like it's, we could get a lot of shit done. I see. Yeah. Because I'm in, I feel involved more because before it would just be kind of this weird like presenting. Everyone's waiting for the response. What's. <laughs> There's no um, 
you know, when you're catching, when you're throwing a ball and catching a ball, yeah, it's there's a social kind of cue that flows well when you're physically present, right? That's true. Even if it's a meeting with multiple people, there's this kind of global understanding of like, oh, someone's throwing throwing the frisbee to this person, right? There's like a yeah, you yeah, like then you hit you hit a woman in the back with it, dude. So like. What is it? What was it like? It was within the first like few months of us knowing each other. Of yeah. us knowing each other. Yeah. Um, it was like a, an outing for uh, uh, with a bunch of employees. Yeah. We we're playing frisbee, and it's just the shitty, the the worst frisbee throwers of all time, like in a circle, including myself. I've only thrown frisbee like a handful of times. Yeah. Also frisbee, so white. So white. So white. It is white. I I think it's. It'd be so funny if it didn't start in a white culture. Like, it started in, like, some island culture or something like that, you know? What Did it? I don't know. I have no idea, but it'd be funny if it did, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's very, like, you know, like, white white, white, uh, white guy. White college with, students. White college students with, sh- with shorts. Yeah. Kind yeah. of feel. And we're throwing, you know, I was throwing it. I was throwing it pretty hard, actually. I was yeah. throwing it to someone, a coworker. And... It went right over his head, and this woman eating a sandwich or something, uh, their, with her back face just hits her like right, like a hear, loud thud in her back, and just pow, and she goes, "What the fuck?" <laughs> She's like this really angry like voice. Yeah, and I felt I felt like saying, "Lady, it's a fucking frisbee. Shut the fuck up." You know I mean? Also, that like, does hurt. I was throwing it pretty yes. hard. Like if you're throwing it that distance, yeah, yeah, frisbees. I guess frisbees do slow down in the end, though. I don't think it was that hard. Yeah. What was it anyway? It was a... Uh, could be murder. If it was a child's head... You were like Kung Lao, dude, in uh, Mortal Kombat. That was yeah. Like, that was a meme for a while. Yeah. yeah. I was... Uh, <laughs> finish him, and that yeah. would be my, my thing. i throw my sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you yeah, can't I, do that shit, right? What? You can't have those moments. No, you can't do stuff like that now. Yeah. You can't have, you can't have Kung Lao shit. moments. I think uh, I think it's also a lack of respect. So, like, in our jobs, we have a lot of, like, um, talks, like scientific talks. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of a meme around the office. I never pay attention to them. And it's mostly because I, 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 it's very detached from me from reality if the person's on the screen. I don't respect them anymore. You have this thing where you go full NPC mode when it's, like, yeah. be, if it's digital, like, yeah. at all. I yeah. just start doing whatever I could possibly do else. Yeah, you know, which is funny because you have your 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 um, your video on, and so I would fuck with you <laughs> just so you can laugh. Yeah, dude. yeah, and I always have my video off. This basically. guy, like with this guy, like the first couple weeks of us, like kind of working together, we are. It was like a mini game of trying to get each other to turn each other's cameras off, yeah. right? And then you you stop turning yours on. And then eventually, uh, and then we have a truce. Now, now we both have it on. No, we don't have it on. You don't have it on either. Uh, Camera. Or, it yeah. depends on the talk. But yeah, depends on the talk. Yeah, 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 right. But we had to do a truce because this guy. Yeah. Well, I'm the worst at it. I can't. You're very good at holding your laughter. Like you're really. You okay. can like contain it way more. Yeah. I just I I have to just. I'm out. I I smile too quickly. Uh, my cheeks just rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you do like this. Like holy shit! Did I shit my pants? Look like it's not like, 
it's not a it, you can't tell if it's a smile it's like yeah like, yeah no you're right that's exactly what i do man yeah i just like and i know if i'm giving a talk no one's fucking listening to what i'm saying you know what i mean i feel like it's i feel like it's just like goes both ways that no one's listening for remote like stuff yeah. right yeah it's just a joke and that's like when i first heard about um what's his face facebook guy this whole thing with Meta, like he wants to push this as the future of humanity. And I'm just like, no, please, dude. No more of this fucking like pretending we're not talking to each other. We're not really there. Like, yeah, okay, it's fine if you're like trying to talk to a family member that lives in a different country or whatever. That's fine. Well, it's the same as a, a phone call at that point, right? Yeah. I just would rather just call a person or FaceTime them. Yeah, or, like, which, is, which yeah. is effectively. But you're – when you're FaceTiming, it's one-on-one. Yeah, remote. You lose. So, like, uh, my my my, uh, my thing. I have a formula for like social responsibility in groups. It's one over n minus one. So, if there's two people, one over n minus one is hundred percent. So, I have a hundred percent dedication to this conversation, as well as well as you. We're fully engaged, right? You include another person. Now it's one over three minus one, which is. Whatever. Like it feels like yeah. I have half responsibility. Yep. To maintain this. That's true. Right. With the remote, I feel like it's one over n minus one squared, or like some kind of. Yeah. Like it gets worse. <laughs> it, get, it does get worse. Yeah. But one over two minus one squared is still hundred percent. So like hundred percent engage if you're in a FaceTime call or whatever. I will say that I agree with you. Yeah. Yes. But now that if there's a third person, I feel like I don't know. I'm way less involved. Yeah. I like I like that squaring it. I think you, that it's right. You square it. You square you yeah. square the quotient. I think that's what you do, and that's yeah. like how much of a fuck you give it. <laughs> there's, a, there's a certain value that everyone has. There's a certain alpha value that people yeah. apply onto that quotient. And I think that's what's going on. Yeah, it's a really good mathematical representation. It's definitely over one. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely over one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's but fucked. yeah, and that's why I'm drained. Because it's like, I like the social part where you're like involved in it physically, but it still drains you. Yeah, it does. It does. It, like meetings can be draining. Like, um, my thing is is that like I, I always feel like there's never enough time to get anything done. Everything, it, it, I don't know. Like I, I don't have to tell you this is preaching to the choir, but I feel like it's like eight hours a day. It's not enough to get shit done. It's just like I have to work on the weekends. Sometimes, sometimes I have to work nights. You know, just to catch up a little bit. Yeah, it's well, especially with like our work, right? Where it's, it's heavily like, job dependent. People who who have nine to fives probably don't have to worry about. They leave their work job and it's fucking done. You right. know, there's no yeah. I think academics is a little different. Yeah, where you have to catch up on you know literature, or catch up on seminars and talks, and then. Or just finish. Yeah, exactly. So you have these things during the day. Like, you know, if you had three meetings during the day, it's three hours of not working. Yeah. Right. And, and it's fractured, right? Like, it's not yeah, like yeah. it's not like back to back to back and then you can just focus on work, right? It's like you have now one hour time slot and then like, but you want to go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, just kind of chill out a little bit. And then that one hour is just like now 20 minutes. You're not going to work like deeply then. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to complain the whole podcast about work, but but it's like it was a good point. The whole remote thing was a good point. I like that. So, did you watch any Star Trek? Uh, yeah. Um, 
It was, it was a shitty one. It was just like a, I don't know. So I was watching Bluey. What the fuck is? Oh, that's a kid show, right? Bluey is is better writing than Star Trek. Get the fuck out of here, dude! You gotta watch Bluey. You gotta watch Bluey. You just had a bad episode. Okay. Some episodes, I would say Star Trek is great. Yeah. But on average, Bluey... You haven't haven't finished season one yet, Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm almost forced to watch Bluey because of my kids. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bluey's... But Bluey's writing is like... What is it about? A dog or some shit? It's like like dogs. Okay. It's like a dog family. (laughs) And it follows Bluey. Bluey's like the oldest oldest daughter. I know who this is. And there's Bingo and there's dad and mom. Okay. Yeah. But since I connect with the dad a lot and the dad is featured. I feel like the show is more about the dad than Bluey. It's like, uh, you know how in South Park they showcase Randy more? Randy a lot, yeah. And I think that's like the idea of like what what the writers went through, right? Yeah. They associated more with the dad and the dad's kind of reaction to the world. And I think Bluey initially, the first season, I think there's like four seasons or three seasons. It was like more towards Bluey and like the, the fantastic adventures of her own, you know, imagination. And like dad's involved in kind of, he's like the perfect dad, by the way. Like perfect dad. Perfect dad. Okay. The perfect dad. Like that's a dad you want to be. Yeah. Like very present, uh, plays, like goes in deep into the imagination, like plays along with the kid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. While having good morals and like teaching moments. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was like, uh, yeah, it was just better writing than Star Trek in general. Like the, the median's high. I don't see how that's possible. You're, you're talking about adult adult ideas versus non-adult ideas. Like, so there's one where this kid um, has trouble sleeping okay. by themselves. Yeah. And so like, she's now like sleepwalking almost, but while dreaming about like growing up, effectively. But she's in space in a scared little moon, and she breaks out of this shell, and okay. she's traveling across the solar system, right? That sounds pretty cool. And like it, it, in parallel, it's like her going to the parents' um, bed, and like the warmth that the mom gives is like the sun, and then she learns, and then she gets sent to this, um, you know, scary place where like she's covered in like you know a shell, and and her um, her little uh, what is it? Her toy, like her little pet rabbit toy like breaks open her shell and you know finds comfort with like oh i can sleep on my own and, like tries to like kind of mimics the dream with growing up and uh, there's a bunch of shit that's actually going on in real life like the parents like move around pick her up put her in bed yeah and all that shit so it's like this kind of perfect parallel while the, like classical music of like holst and like the jupiter thing going on so oh, it's wow. like perfect music video Okay, that sounds that sounds way better than I thought. Yeah, yeah, but that's like it's kind of like that. Like, the, the whole this, feeling but to say that that that's better than all of Star Trek when you haven't even finished season one yet. It's so slow, and it's I know like, you gotta get past. I, I don't it, care though. about like I don't care anymore. Just skip to another. Just skip to the next episode. I, I like the ones where it's like um, it's it's like one. It's not like a, a progression of their character stories because I feel like. That's what's going on right now. Okay. It's like, you know, Wesley's character story. It's, you know, Worf's character story. Yeah. Like, I I just want you to give me shit like the one where, uh, like, the inner. The inner light. I know. Inner yeah. Light. It, they're, they're coming. You just got to get past. 
yeah. you don't like it, if you if you generally don't or don't like an episode, just skip it. Okay. All you know right. what I mean? Like that's the best I can say. Yeah. I cry, legit cry in Bluey episodes. So, yeah. This is one where um, uh, I think it's final episode in season three. And it's it's about a kid who's playing cricket. It's called mm-hmm. Cricket, I think. And um, this guy called Rust, not Russ Cole, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> and and Rusty is learning, uh, is a very good cricket player. He's a kid. He's like Bluey's friend. And she's like, like t- ch- talking trash to the other adults. Like, you can't. You know, you can't beat him. He's like the best cricket player. And they're throwing like crazy shit at at uh, Rust. And he's able to hit it. And every single time a, a new parent comes in to like throw, they talk about like, okay, I'm going to throw like a, a weird ball. Like I'm going to hit the ground and it's going to be like, it's uneven, right? The ground. So it's going to have this weird spin on it. Yeah. And the kid there's like a little vignette of like why he learned how to hit those balls. It's because he played in an uneven ground with his cousins or whatever. And so each time a new parent comes in, there's like a new paradigm. Like I'm going to throw a fastball right at him, see if he hits it. And like, he talks about like his little vignette of him playing with older kids. And like, there's growing moments in each one and like how he never stops. And like, there's like a letter from his dad and his dad is like, in a military base writing to him like it's perfect and then it's just describing how like you can't give up like each time and how in the end he's able to overcome all these adults mm. and then um in the end he he hits a pop fly the pop fly goes directly to his sister just to end the uh the match and, like it's time to get lunch it's like perfect yeah, and I'm crying. And then, why though? I don't know. I couldn't describe <laughs> the crying. Like I look over to yeah. my son. Yeah. And he's like smiling because he's in the perspective of rust, like yeah. overcoming uh, challenges and then beating the adults. Right, right. Whereas I'm coming from like the parent who's witnessing I see. the kid overcome. I see. Yeah. So it was like, I don't know. It's like a perfect episode for. Damn it! It sounds like it sounds like. Um parenthood is a whole new dimension to reality like like a whole new dimension of like because i have nothing like that right there's nothing there's nothing that i like but you understand the, the I, feeling I you understand it, it right i, I don't i couldn't it, describe I don't have yeah. a being that's half me yet right yeah so so the, there's a it's a very hard thing to like okay fine my brother's half me too but it's mm-hmm. different right because he's an adult too yeah, but I can feel I can, that's the closest thing I have to like, you know, you know, siblings and children share genetic material is the same on average, fifty percent. You go like straight biological for you. Well, I think that's how I think that's how you should look at it. I think that's how we could. There's level of care. Yeah, but your empathy shouldn't start from that. It's just like because I don't I don't know, care about rust. It's just a story about it, right? It's a story about yeah. Him. No, but you're looking at it through the filter of your son. Right, it, it's. I guess so. Yeah. I'm th- no, I'm through the filter of a parent looking at a son. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Whereas, the fact that you are yeah. a parent, though, it's just crazy. Like he and I are having wildly different um, attachments. Yeah, yeah. Like he's looking at in in Russ's face or Russ's lenses. Like he, fucking like yeah, he did it. I don't want to get psychological, but I think that's because you're probably that you're probably there for him a lot more than your dad was for you, and I think that's probably <laughs> what it is. I wouldn't say so, but you don't like, think so? I think 
Yeah, I, I don't think maybe my dad watched that episode. Yeah, I think he would have had similar feelings. But yeah, I, whatever it is, it's like a it's like a, a thing that you get as a parent. I see, I see, I see. Okay, okay. okay. You're gonna have like if I watch Rugrats now, I don't know if how I'll feel about it. I see. Right, like you you'll have different experiences with the same thing. Yeah. Right, just with your life changes, and then you will look at exact same pixels, exact same audio. And you'll have a wildly different experience with it. I was actually talking this with my girlfriend. I think when the next time I'll watch Disney movies, all, all of them again will be when I have a child, right? Because mm-hmm. I don't really, really have any. In, in, I have no reason to watch them, to yeah. be honest. But I will watch them again. And that's that's when it's going to fucking hit me, right? It's, I'm going to be like, fuck, dude. And it's, it, But it's multiple, it's multiple emotions. It's not just the connection you have with your child. I think it's also like, damn, dude, that... My life's halfway over, you know. There's there's all these things because the last time I watched this movie, I was a kid. Yeah, you know, right. And it's like all these things that it, it's all these emotions. I think it's not just the no. It's everything. Yeah, you're passing you're passing down a moment that you had. Yeah, knowing that those moments are charged with completely different filters. By because my my what happened with me watching is very different than what my child's experiencing. Probably yeah. Absolutely, the same thing. Because I know, for me at least, it's good. Like it's going to be like I'm going to feel much more in, involved than I think that I had with my with my dad, right? So it's kind of like I feel like that's a, definitely a step with me. Yeah. No, I I, I think definitely watch Bluey when you Bluey. yeah Bluey. I highly recommend if you're a parent and you're like ah, I don't want to watch like kid shows. Bluey's good. Okay. Yeah, I I, I made fun of it too because it, it's very like the. The visuals is very cloying. It's a very cute yeah. animation. But it's like, I I want to be that dad. I want to be that dad to those kids. Like, okay. Now I'll check it yeah. out. When That's good. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's easy having kids, you know. You just have to go. Uh. It's, it's easy having kids. Yeah. Bluey. <laughs> Bluey. <laughs> go blue <laughs> That's literally how easy it is. Isn't that crazy? Responsibility is that It is crazy. That's nuts. Initiation's easy, but everything else is hard. It's crazy like dogs. (laughs) Yeah, but dogs... Dogs would have sex in a park. The dad would just never see the mom again. Yeah. And then there's a whole responsibility going on at home with that, with a female dog. Yeah. Yeah. A whole set of responsibilities. Yep. Yeah. And guess what? They don't have doctors. Te- they don't have doctors helping them have the babies. They don't no. have like nothing like that. That is like anti bluey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is anti bluey? Because that is not a good dad. That is not a very. No, that's not dad. a good dad. No, but know. there are good dog dads. Are there? Yeah, they're not like they're not like the moms, but they're like they will help. Yeah, but the, that's only if there's like a connection, right? If like, they're still there, yeah. Yeah, but it, 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 like, does that yeah. happen? And like. No, the like a stray dog. I'm pretty like, sure, outside of birds, uh, male humans probably have the most to to say about um, re- child rearing. I could be, yeah, someone's going to know better than I am. But you know, birds. There are some really, really uh, important like the penguins fatherhoods and yeah. in birds. Yeah, but yeah, it is rare in the animal kingdom for for uh, fathers to be that involved not many blueies out there not, not many, many bluey oh, dads blue dads right yeah blue is the dog blue is the kid right? Blue's, yeah, the, yeah the daughter yeah that's true it's nuts 
That is nuts. Yeah, I started reading uh, A River Out of Eden. It's another... Uh, Could you repeat that? Dawkins book. Could, oh. River Out of Eden, it's called. River Out of Eden. Yeah. Okay. A Darwinian View of Life. I'm trying to finish all of his books. I think I have a few more left. Uh, yeah, the, what is it? Not the selfish gene. The um, yeah, it's selfish. The gene. selfish gene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Blind Watchmaker, God Delusion. Mm-hmm. I read those already. I read. Yeah, I read most of his books. I only have a few more short ones left. Does his book. wife come in? Yeah, dude. One? She's she is great, man. She's yeah. so proper. She's such a proper English woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, hello, my name's Lala Ward. So she's just goes, dude. I forget what book. I remember we talked about this before. I forget yeah. what. I think it was the selfish gene when they're reading the letter. From a, like a hater, right? Yeah, and she was like, "You fucking bastard!" It's just the way she was saying. Like, I, dude, I was just, yeah, I was sitting there cooking one night, listening to it, and I just started lo- losing it, dude. Because she, it's an audio book, but she's narrating. I, yeah, it's actually it, her, right? So they go back and forth. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. before the letter for this letter, yeah, it's her. It was her reading yeah. the letter, yeah, yeah. And that's just like David Attenborough cursing. I just kind of, it's yeah. it just out of like what, yeah, exactly. So it's just really funny. Uh, but yeah, what's, what's going on in this book? It's a, so it's it's mostly it's a very short book. It's um, I would say it's the God Delusion distilled, or sorry, not the God Delusion, uh, the Greatest Show on Earth and the Selfish Gene kind of distilled. Um, it's for people who don't have a lot of time, but it's basically like just talking about Dar- Darwinism, a quick primer on the evolutionary theory, how genes are being selected, how DNA is being passed down, uh, and that. But it, I, what I think was really beautiful is that he equates. He equates species to rivers, and in those rivers uh, is DNA, and it's flowing, and it's always flowing. And then you have speciation events where river forks, mm. and those rivers eventually become so far away that they can't cross over ever again. And then they have two separate rivers, right? right. If you follow those rivers back further enough in time, you have one origin, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like – it's a pretty good metaphor. I like it. I guess where the metaphor breaks is what, if, it, if it reaches one another – so, like, if I fuck a yes. horse, it's not going to make a horseman. It won't, right? But horse, but but two rivers could eventually come back together again. That's what you're saying. When, yeah. when, so in this, but in, but he what he's saying is these rivers diverge to a point where they can never they can never cross see. over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I guess if they're close enough, they might be able to. Yes, right. and that's true. And and you know, speciation events uh, when speciation first occurs, usually the two species can interbreed. But it depends on your definition of species, right? So I'm a purist when it comes to the definition of species. Uh, A species is something that can't interbreed with anything else. So like lions and tigers technically aren't, are still the same species in my, in my book because they can make a liger, right? Yeah. Now if the liger is not viable, then it's, then I'm, then I'm okay with calling them species. But if the liger can mate with another liger or, or either a tiger or a lion, then Technically, in my book, they're not. They're can the same. they? I don't know, actually. Okay. Yeah. Because if if they can, they're. It's almost like calling like different dogs. That okay. This a Shiba you know is not the same as a terrier or whatever, right? But the same canine. Well, yeah. So well, any dog can mate with any other dog. So yeah, yeah. So they're yeah. the same species, right? They're the same species. But yeah. it's almost like that: a tiger and a lion. Right. 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 Almost, it's almost like, like oh, a lion and a tiger are morphs. They're like just different right. color variants of the same species. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's weird that like the the phenotypic different variants in dogs, right? I mean it's the same with humans, of course. Yeah, and you could imagine that with cats. Can a can a house cat mate with? I'm pretty sure maybe. I don't think so. I, I think 
Maybe they can make with like a bobcat or a lynx, something that's a little but bit more. But there's probably like some gradient, right? There's a gradient. Like yeah, if yeah. you go up the river a little closer or whatever's closer up yeah. the river, right? Yeah. Ligers are weird. I've seen like pictures of ligers. They, they look, they look like lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of this weird pattern. It looks, they look really cool. They do look cool. Yeah. Yeah, but Dawkins, Dawkins is really good at metaphors, man. I, I noticed that he does, has a, does a very good job with them. Uh, he's also an extremely good narrator. Uh, like, I hear his voice and I'm immediately like, it's like very comforting. Richard Dawkins. I'm Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins. It's just very like, you know. Yeah. It's very good. And then his wife's very good too. So they're both great. And it's just his ex-wife actually. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything that was really interesting coming out of that book. But it was... Uh, Talking about mitochondrial Eve a little bit. Um, some things I didn't know. Uh, it, so it's like, yeah, it's like, uh, so mitochondrial Eve is the closest. Uh, so a lot of people don't realize. So mitochondria, you probably heard the word buzzword mitochondria. The mitochondria is only passed down by your mother. Uh, so the lineage that goes back to mitochondrial Eve is the female lineage only. So that's the, so that's the, that's the most recent mitochondrial ancestor we have the mitochondrial eve but there's a y chromosome atom right if you if you go back to the uh to a male individual that all current y chromosomes come from that's the y chromosome atom because y chromosomes only come down the male line mm, so there's the, therefore the adam and eve yes but they're adam and eve in, in respect in, to this difference those two different things Pats, yeah. mitochondria and y chromosome right mm-hmm. so there's like yeah, but but you know those things are different than the most recent common ancestor. It could be the same individual, but we don't. It's not guaranteed that it is. So it's like people throw out these these names, and even I have in my in my in my thought. Oh, mitochondrial Eve probably is the most recent common ancestor, and that's not necessarily true. Um, it's just the, it's just the most com- recent common ancestor for the mitochondrial DNA. So it's so it's. Uh, is there is there uh, what well, it's called the River of Eden? So I'm River out of Eden, yeah. Out of Eden. So I'm assuming they're referencing that that idea of like the you know Adam with the Y chromosome, Eve with the the mitochondria. Yeah. Is is there some kind of um, you know the chicken or egg argument of like I feel like there's no chicken or egg in this, right? It's mutations no. that just kind of slowly just like just emerged. Or is it, or is it just like this point mutation that boom, like there's, there's Adam, boom, there's Eve, there's Eve. Well, it depends how you define it, right? So all the Y chromosome Adam is, is that, the, just think of it this way, that male is the father of all males that exist today, right? The fa- so the, the Y chromosomes can all be traced back to that guy's Y chromosome. It, not a human, but it could be like the, no, it's a the human. first. It's, it, it's a human. Yeah, it's a Homo sapiens. Yeah, so less than two hundred thousand years ago, at one point there was only a couple Homo sapiens, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but yeah. the idea of the the biology already had a Y chromosome. Yes, right, and so he yes. inherited it from you know from he other other from pre- some other species from prehumans from prehumans, right? Yeah, and so you, monkeys have Y chromosomes. I'm assuming of some kind, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you go down that. Yeah, you can lineage. keep going. Yeah. And there's a monkey that is the Y chromosome atom of all, of all. Of everything past that point. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sorry. This is the Homo sapiens okay. Y chromosome atom. Yeah. Right. 
but unless but the way that evolution works not just a one there's like because it emerged out of pre-humans right yeah, I, I want to make sure I'm doing this right because I could be making a mistake. Just remember, because when the speciation event happens, there's another branch that keeps on going. But it's not a speciation of the Y chromosome. It's a continuation of the Y chromosome from other species. Yes. Right? So, so It's not unique to – it's not like this – from this one human comes all Y chromosomes of all humans. It's this, because the, the speciation from Homo sapiens to the pre-humans – is not the Y chromosome. It's just this different full DNA thing. It's a full, it's a whole new river. Yeah. Yeah. And that river has a Y chromosome too. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like yeah. the, it's not the Y that forked it and then. No, it's not. No, no, no. The, the, the development of a Y chromosome did not fork it. No. Right. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I see what you're saying. So sex determination in mammals is, I think, that's a great question. I think almost everything is XY in mammals. Now, birds are the opposite. Birds. The females are the XY. Or what? So what, what, what makes a female mammal a female mammal uh -huh. is that they have two X chromosomes. Okay. Right? You and I have an X and a Y. We only have one X and one Y. Right. So we, if, which is really shitty because if, if we had anything wrong with our X chromosomes, we're fucked because we have no backup copy. Yeah. Anyway, but so, so, anyway <laughs> so that's um, – so males in mammals are called hemigigas. Zygous, which means they have they have one of each sex chromosome. Mm -hmm. That's the hemizygous the hemizygous sex in humans and most mammals is the male. Mm -hmm. In birds, it's the female. I see. So the female has they don't call it XY; they call it ZW. <laughs> but the female has ZW, and the uh, male is WW. I think it's WW. Yeah. I see. So it, it's just the opposite. It's completely the opposite. Yeah, which is interesting. Well, yeah, but, that's interesting because like what what. Is it about the hemizygous that that is beneficial for, you know, the sperm production or whatever? I don't think if it's even involved in sperm production. If that's it the case. is actually so the Y chromosome has very little information on it. It's a very small chromosome. Really, but yeah, balls. But it's all male-related information on the on the Y on the Y. Yeah, right. But for the the fem the the male bird, which is homo homozygous, the other way around. Yeah. So they they have two copies of making having balls. They don't have balls, but I, I would assume it, it would come if it was anything similar to ours. And we can we can check this. The W chromosome, the one that they're ho ho homozygous for, or whatever you want to call it. Um, mm -hmm. uh, it probably has a lot of detailed, important information for the species, and also male stuff on it. But it's it, but it, but it but it, but, it, but it probably has a lot of important shit too, like for for, for like life. To work because the X chromosome for us, very, it's very little of it has anything female related. It's mostly like important, important genes, like immune, immune shit, all too, kinds right? of shit. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm assuming it's the it's the same. It's the opposite there. Whereas the it just seems like it's the opposite, right? Yeah, yeah. Because like egg production seems like it's a module that you would have to attach. And so I understand like the the you know birds having. Um, you know, hemizygous properties yeah. because that's it's like another like module you have to attach onto the gene gnome to fucking make an egg. You know how fucking weird an egg is? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Yeah. Like I need extra information how to make that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Whereas a dumb male bird just goes, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> But why are humans and mammals or uh hemizygous when I feel like males are way simpler than a, a female? 
I mean, the fact that the Y chromosome is so small kind of like agrees with you. There's not a lot of information on the Y chromosome. (laughs) It's a very tiny chromosome. But it's enough to differentiate not having a vagina. Yes. That's wild. It just turns off. It probably just turns off shit. Hey, no. Probably does. Just fucking don't make make the clitoris really big. Because if you, uh, as far as I'm, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure I'm right about this. If you have a genetic uh, disease where there is no Y. Oh, yeah. Actually, I know a person. There's a person who has this problem. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is technically a male. She has like X, uh, X, Y. So her Y is just destroyed. It doesn't work. Mm. So it reverts back to female. So female is the default setting for humans. (laughs) I see. Right? She only has one X chromosome, like like you and I, Mm -hmm. but her Y just doesn't work. I see. It doesn't confer maldom for her. It's just dysfunctional. Yeah. So now she can't have her own biological children because she can't perform meiosis because she only has one X. Mm, and 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 a destroyed Y, right? But she can. She, I, I think she has adopted. Yeah, but she can't actually have children of her I own, see. unless you. There's some weird way they can it's, add it's one, X Effectively, one X. Yeah, one she X has person. one X. So this is yeah. yeah so the default uh, for humans and and most mammals is male. Now the inter- uh, female. Now the interesting thing is, I wonder. I don't know enough about the chromosomal structure of the ZW system in birds, but I wonder if male is default in birds. Oh, interesting, right? But so the interesting thing about birds, yeah, cloaca, they only have this one fucking they have one opening, yeah, yeah. Louis C.K. joke. That's one dirty fucking hole. That is a dirty fucking hole, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. Piss shit. And well, also, eggs reptiles. Reptiles only have one hole. I wonder if the uh, reptiles are similar. A Z Z W. I don't know. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, this is this is stuff that you I had to look up and I should have looked up. But it's like, but these this why I read, why I read these books is it makes me think about all this shit. I'm just like, oh. How would you how would you program something right? Yeah, and also makes me remember shit that I've forgotten over the years. Mm-hmm. Like because his his books are pretty introductory, most of them, and it like refreshes me. Right, you it's not like I mean? you're rolling your eyes like yeah 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 yeah. It's more like oh yeah, oh, I remember right. that. I remember yeah. studying that in school. Yeah, I see. So, damn yeah yeah. Keep on keep on reading and uh, tell us about yeah. Dude. I think it's interesting for my perspective on what you think is interesting, right? Yeah, because like. Those are the actually truly interesting things, almost. Because, yeah, it is weird for, you know, us to be differentiated. Yeah, dude. And it's just fucking like... another thing. So now you're jogging my memory. So there's another thing that blew my mind was like... Again, it's stuff that I knew, but I just never... You hear it in a different perspective. It's embryology. So it's like you start off as a single fertilized cell. And then as the, when the first split happens... You're like, how the fuck do we go from that to like a human being, right? Right. And I and I'll say to you, I'm blue in the face. It's local rules. It's local rules. But that doesn't mean shit until you really start thinking about it. And it's like, so those when that first split happens, those cells aren't those two cells aren't identical, and they differ in the, the gradient of the chemicals that are inside their cytoplasm. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's an uh, there's an up down left right to cells. They they have they have like a center line. They they know you know there is there's a ge- there's a geometry or a geography of cells, mm-hmm. and each cell when they split, maybe some of the nutrients are in or in one pole versus the other or, or, or certain things, yeah, 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 different yeah. gradients, right? And you can right. see how that's extrapolating out now. Then that can extrapolate yeah, yeah. to, well, you're closer to the outside, you're closer yeah. to the inside, but you know all these things. But but they all follow w- one algorithm. 
which is yeah. like the local rule algorithm. What, where am I in space? What kind of chem- chemical composition do I have? What are the chemical compositions that I can touch? Yeah. Right. Right. Like the other cells. Around yeah. Cause you me. can really only directly contact the cells that are adjacent to you. Right. Right. And then like, if you have more, okay, I feel four guys around me. Okay. This is probably in the, the fourth stage. This now I'm going to unlock this part. I'm the head or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the most beautiful thing is that there's a point. So this, this thing keeps, keeps splitting, keeps yeah. splitting and it's a ball. It's a sphere. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it creates a fucking cup. It cur- turns into a fucking cup, right? Like a, a cup like cups. So it, like it, it's, it goes like this. Like it's a, called like a bowl or you mean yeah. like, a, like a bowl? Sorry. A bowl. Yeah. It's a, it's a blastoderm. Gastrulation, gastrulation, that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. And that moment is like, that's when you first, that's the first three dimensions. So you're starting to create like a, I mean, a sphere is three dimensional too, but it's just a sphere. It just grows equally out in every direction. But this is like, now you have an actual shape. Right. And that's going back to like the the, the book, that's like the river of like embryology, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Like you can start from there and now you can branch to, you know, you and me. Like we probably, from that bowl creates yeah. different things. Yeah, even to the point where the like, embryologists will say that's, that's the most important time of your life. That gastrulation, Damn. right there, because it's just like now you're like on your way to becoming something, <laughs> you know. And uh, is that when life starts, <laughs> dude? That's, yeah, that's oh, we should <laughs> let's get away from it. <laughs> let's get away from that. But you yeah, start from uh, a fucking bowl. I'm not a fucking bowl. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's all it's all done by local rules. Which cells have certain gradients of what chemicals in what pole of what part of the cell? It's just it's just a beautiful thing, man. It's just unbelievable. That that's exactly what uh, John Conway's Game of Life. Local right. rules, yeah. You, you just comparing yourself to the other eight, you know, surrounding cells. And yeah, then you make rules on it, and it creates this thing algorithm, but very simple rule, and it just creates just bizarre, chaotic things. Yeah. And it's just whatever, it's like the cells, whatever composition they have says, oh, I got to be ahead because I'm over here. Like it's in the DNA somewhere where, you know, a certain threshold of this or what I'm feeling here, what stage I am, I'm at. Right. Damn. But that's still happening with your body right now. Yeah. It's not like it isn't happening. Um, It just in a way where you can't even. You can't even like fathom it because it's just so now it's just too complex. Now you got a fucking liver. You got a fucking brain. It's like in these organs now and they all look different, but this is the same DNA. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same local rule. Every, every cell is the same book. They're just reading it different ways. It's all it is. It's the same fucking yeah. book. There's no different book. There's no volume two. There's just volume one. That's it's it. Vo- it's the same yeah. volume one that you're the bull, the bull yeah. had the same rules. But it's amazing. It's just beautiful because it's like it's so simplisticated. It produces such like grandiose variety, and uh, it's just like I, you know this is going to sound fuck. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I can see why people have a hard time accepting that it came out of trial, trial and error, which it did. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think it's I just think it's a, it's a fanci- fanciful leap to say that it was just like some dude just snapped his fingers. To me, that's even more unbelievable, right? So, so it's like it's like, yeah, you have to go like 
like where are you starting from right like it's like we're 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 viewing it from the end point like you're yeah you're you're a physical thing let's travel back to an embryo okay where's what's the history of the embryo and like that's hard to do yeah but you could just say okay there's this god thing and you just it's easier it is yeah, much it's easier. easier just go from yeah. the god side to say just snap a finger yeah versus like start from what we see and like let's let's be a historian about it yeah takes yeah it's just amazing that like you know this we went from probably just a bunch of fucking inorganic material and some organic carbon based obviously but like that just started self-replicating in some special condition somewhere and it was this tiny little thing that just happened and now we have this and then we have all the other animals and species and plants and all these things it's just amazing man yeah and the the river of life keeps on going yep it keeps branching, and and most importantly, most importantly, two things. Most importantly, it keeps branching, and and rivers dry out all the time, all the fucking time, and that's species, whole species, yeah, yeah. And just to introduce like Heraclitus, and like the original chaos person. You can never step in the same river twice. That's right. Yeah. The river is always different every time, time because the population, uh, the alleles of each population shift all of the fuck every generation it's, just, it's almost just like chaos just yeah it's just almost random at that point even if it's the same river you can call it this but it's just this mutable thing yeah right it's mutable and a species only exists a species quote unquote individuals of the species exist for short periods of time species on a geological scale are, are around for short periods of time right the dna is what is what gets passed down from time zero that's species bodies individuals are just vehicles for this dna this that, that has just been evolving for yeah. four billion years it's right. just fucking crazy man that's nice <laughs> yeah. it, it's just, it's it's insane it's just insane yeah. and then you're just this one moment in it right yeah. you're just playing you're just playing whatever game this is the whole time this one little one little water molecule in that river, and it's all you are. You're just you, like, yeah, ah! that's all you are. Yep, passing and then, down. And then the, your 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 water molecule, your bubble breaks. Hopefully, you've already passed on part of your water to other water water yeah. bubbles. But you only occupy you know this part of the river. Yeah, you know, it's a short part of the that's river. It. Yeah, damn. And you could you could even be this mutant that's starting your own current. And there might not be enough people or enough water to flow that way to create a current. Yeah. It just dries out and like, it doesn't, it doesn't create one. Yeah. There's a lot. Most rivers have dried out. Most. Yes. 99% of rivers have dried out. Yes. It's it's 1% that's chugging the DNA along basically. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I mean, like, you can say that's the way, like, all, like, even ideas and, like, religion true, true. and, like, all these things are in a similar way that kind of river metaphor applies there. Well, because everything's Darwinian, right? It goes back to, I mean, Richard Dawkins is the guy who coined the term meme. The, the selfish gene. He coined that term. Meme? Meme. Like? M-E-M-E. How did he use it? Idea. Like, so natural oh. selection acts upon an idea. Not, not like a trolley idea. No, no, no. Not like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. He literally coined the term meme. Damn. Yeah. Just an idea, right? Yeah. A, a, th- a, a th- non-physical thing that gets selected. 
uh, right. that follows Darwinian rules. Yeah. 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 Damn. And it, and that thing's 99% of, you know, all ideas are just thrown away into the yeah. ether. Yep. And then just this huge pipeline of At least thought. with the internet, you could still dig them up though. But that's the dangerous part. That's the dangerous so? part with like the internet. It, it enhances. Yeah. That's true. Dude. It enhances the currents, the the volume of water to go into these weird forks. Yep. When it shouldn't have, in a natural flow of things. Like the Hitler, the Hitler fork should have died, right? But it gets getting, it keeps getting dug up by crazy people, right? Yeah. By like it's more, lonely men living in their like yeah. mom's basement. It keeps getting dug up. And the it's, volume gets thicker and thicker, yes. and it's going to create its own path, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the scary thing about like the the meme. The no, meme, that's true. The meme river. Damn. There's another statistic that blew my mind was, you know, he starts off, he's like, you, you, you have two parents. You go back and you have four, you know, four grandparents, eight great-grandparents, 16, and it was all that. And if you go back, you know. That's not true. Two parents, four there, grandparents. There could be some fucking incestual fucking. <laughs> Good. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, so I'm thinking, listen to this. And I'm like, yeah, these numbers don't fucking match up because there should have been millions and millions and millions of people back yeah. then. There's not, and Richard Dawkins is like, the reason why is because a lot of there's interview. a lot of cousins fucking back then, so <laughs> they didn't say it like that. But, yeah, because if you live in a village of like, you know, yeah. 200 people, yeah, there's no way you're not going to fuck a second cousin. Right. No way. Yeah. Right. Unless you want to, you leave the town, fuck another person yeah. in a different village. And that, that's not most people. They don't leave. It, it's like, I'd rather bang my second cousin here than go look for Poon. In village B over there, right? Yeah, and he goes, you know, it's like two two things. One, like it, it's crazy how related you are to everyone else. Like, it, like when you really think about it, like, and then and then two, uh, he's like, you know, these people that say, oh, I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a you know distant relative of the king or whatever. Well, so is like a fucking three thousand four hundred other people, right? So so it's it's like that that whole it's just bullshit when you say that, you know. He said, you know, go to a stadium and look around and, and think to yourself, how many people in that stadium at one day, one day will merge, your DNA will merge with them in the future at some point, which yeah. is wild when you think about it. I was just like, damn, you know? Yeah. No, there's, it's like, well, like if you view the, the river of river as like a, a graph of like DNA passing, mm-hmm. right? It's still contained. It's not like this deviating, like, you know, two to the height of the you know square of the yeah. you know the, the, the tree it's it's still like in a cylindrical tube that means there's a lot of inner breeding like there is you know, there's a lot of yeah yeah fucking each other fucking family dude he's like you don't have to go back far you know it's not there's not that many generations when you think about it no and then you uh, you think about all the religions framed around it right yeah like arranged marriages and like yeah, that culture yeah. and stuff, right? Like things that kind of maintain a certain level of selection, controlled selection. Absolutely, like you, like most cultures, like royalty, arranged marriages. They were, yeah, they were literally like making sure they were banging basically like partially related individuals. Yeah, yeah, they were creating their own fork, but like a small tube of yeah. like royal, this royal current, right? Just fucking each other. Damn. But it's just, it's just interesting. Uh, yeah, those are, the, those are the major takeaways I think from the from the book. It's interesting because I, when it first started, I was like, "Oh man, it's like I've I've heard all this shit before, Richard." But 
yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it to read. I, I, I think all of his books are worth reading. The audiobooks are great because his him, him and his wife's his his ex wife's voice is so good. They're just such calm people. They just very. It's almost like a little bit of like if you could somehow think of like fantasy attached to science because they both have this very wondrous voice they have. You know? Right. It's like the narration for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's Gandalf. And then I walked down and saw the dead dinosaur, and then <laughs> I took the bone and. <laughs> Oh, know. you like you did narration stuff? Like, no, like it's that? just that you feel very fanciful when you listen to him. It's oh, very okay. like, but it's not like a story, right? It's more like uh, like passages. No, on the yeah, it's more like arguments or. But he does use, he does create stories sometimes. That like think about it this way, you know, there's a dinosaur right. walking down. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. You know. it's not like a story yeah. about Jeff and no, his, no, how he picked up a dinosaur bone and go, ooh, what did they? Yeah, no, yeah. it's not like that. Does he do voices like other? No. It's just him narrating. It's just him, yeah. He doesn't, you know, like talk like hua, hua, yeah. yeah. I was like, "Do you ever smell a woman? Have you smelled her back? Have you ever smelled a bird's cloaca? Hua, hua." What was the 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 what's the famous line from "Scent of a Woman"? Fuck, I only watched it once, and I thought it was it's dumb, right? It's a dumb fucking movie. Al Pacino. All right, this is going to uh, as an Italian American, I'm going to get fucking crucified for saying this. Outside of the Godfather, I don't know what 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 else is there for Al? <sighs> Scarface. Scarface was good. But he plays great. A, but plays a Puerto Rican or something. He does. He plays a Puerto yeah. Cuban guy. Is a Cuban? Is a Cuban? I think you're a Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm playing a Cuban guy. Hey, hey, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a Cuban. Hey, this is how the Cubans do. Yeah. Put my face right in this fucking cocaine. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Like um, Italian Americans at the time were p- portraying other um, other races. Yeah. So like, there's um, a commercial. Dude, yeah, tell this story. This story is so good. So I, I don't, if you're in your mid to late 30s or 40s, you will know this commercial in the 80s, I believe, or 90s, maybe early 90s, of a of a Native American dude. He's rowing a boat. It's a commercial, and he's like, you know, it's very peaceful. He's like. There's a river and like there's a mountain scene and he, you know, he walks over and there's like a, a freeway and it's like loud and it's like fucking, you know, it's humanity, right? Like civilizations occurring before him, like a different civilization. And then there's a car that passes by and he they literally throw a, a huge bag of trash. Like, was it at his feet? Like it was really close. Like that, yeah. It was really close, like a huge bag of trash and just smashes on the ground and like scatters all over some trash hits his feet. And he looks over to the camera, like a zoom in, and he starts crying. Portrayed by an Italian guy. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be a Native American dude. He's got a headdress on and everything. Right? Yeah, full full headdress and everything. <laughs> Cries in the camera, like, you know, it's like, you know, like, it's fucking Native American-y, this guy. And yeah. then he just, like, you find out he's just he's just so Italian. Italian-American guy. So, like, and then, like, his, he went his whole life by some, like, Native American name. He's actually pure. I think it's like Sicilian. Yeah, he's Sicilian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But his name—he changed his name. Yeah, it was some fucking crate, like pun, like some normal Italian name. Yeah, yeah, and then he changed it to like look it up. I got like because I feel like I like it's like this is like Tomahawk Joe or something like that. And he's like, he's, you know, <laughs> keep, keep. He never wanted to be not called Tomahawk Joe, whatever the hell fuck yeah. it was, you know. Joe like, Hi Ho Hum. Uh, Hi Ho Hum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but. 
Yeah. Italian Iron is- Eyes Cody. Iron Eyes? Iron Eyes Cody, dude. <laughs> what was his real name? Espera Oscar de Corti. <laughs> dude, Espera Oscar de Corti. Dude, if your name is Oscar de Corti. Yeah. Dude. No. You can't Iron put Eyes a- what? Iron Eyes Cody. Cody. Yeah. So, like till his deathbed, he 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 never admitted he was Italian, right? I think he died on his deathbed and never admitted it. No, he 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 um, no, like even his half sister was like saying, you know, he's Italian. Everyone, he's Italian, and he's just like, no, I, oh, I am wearing headdress. Yeah, I am wearing Native headdress. American clothing all around. Dude, that's wild, man. Like faking that your identity—that's insane. Who would have known this crazy story was attached to that commercial? You know. Yeah, <laughs> but it's hard, even hard to vet this guy because, like, how are you going to prove it? Like, if you're going to hire like a, a like a Native American yeah. guy for a commercial, and he presents himself as Iron Eyes Cody, you're going to say, "Oh, this guy's fucking Native American." It's kind of legit, looks legit. Yeah, I mean, his face is kind of. So the question is, did he did he adopt the name before he became that character, or did he adopt it because of that character? That's a good. That's a yeah. Um. From Southern Italy, uh, he went to Texas. He moved to Texas. He took the name of Tony Cordy. Okay, first it was Tony Cordy. Then He's Tony okay. Cordy, yeah. How to become Iron Eyes? <laughs> <laughs> Began acting. He was an actor. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming he was just an Italian American actor. Yeah. Yeah. He probably then, got a role as like a, a Native American in some movie. Yeah. And that he claimed his father was Cherokee and his mother Cree. And I'm assuming he got a... Dude, in those times, the 1920s, like, there were, like, you know, white dudes playing Asian oh, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was, yeah. Yeah, so, because there was no portrayal, right? Yeah, it's like, there so was the, no, you know the original King and I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yul Brynner. I mean, Yul Brynner is Russian, and he probably has some Mongolian blood. He looks a little, you know, he, like... He's not passing, but like he looks kind of like he's half Asian or something. Like that. He's got a little. He's, he's got a little, little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has a little bit of wah going. So, Dude, last night yeah. I had a conversation with my girlfriend, and, she, and I was like, getting to, <laughs> I was like, getting to know you. I was, I was singing the song, right? And she's like, "What the fuck is that from?" I'm like, "You don't know the. You've never seen the King and I." And she's like, "No." I was like, "Dude." She's never saw. She's never seen uh, the sound of music. Damn! I was like, we need to watch some fucking classics like soon. Like we're gonna, yeah, yes. You think sound of music? Like you know, like I knew the songs before I watched the movie. Yeah, and like I thought it was gonna be a happy like Mary Poppins movie, but it's fucking about like Nazi Germany and shit. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, I'm like, holy, what the fuck am I watching? It's yeah. a sound of sound of Nazi music. She's gonna hate me. For Nazi occupation. But yeah, but I was just like, you know, babe, you gotta watch some of these classic movies. Yeah, they were just fucked up shit, like, all around. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's of the times, right? Like, there weren't, I, I can't say there weren't, but, like, I can't imagine a lot of Asian actors trying to make it in the movie business well, at the I, time. I think, I think it's twofold, right? I think people were racist, number one. Number two, absolutely, yeah. Asians, like, are like, yo, make money, stop being fucking stupid. Like, I feel like there's there's a cultural part, too. Yeah, like, like, why, like don't high be risk, yeah, yeah. low reward, right. you know. High risk, high reward. I mean, they don't like high risk, high reward. It's really the 20s, dude. That's like gangs of New York times. In the 20s? Yeah. The 1910s. Or, yeah, or no, yeah. sorry, no. Gangs of New York is the 1850s. 1800s, yeah, yeah. When the Irish were coming over. 
but it was like a shit ton of it was just mostly like european migrants it was chinese though too yeah but it was yeah. it was a super small population yeah yeah that's yeah, true yeah. that's true yeah yeah, so the gangs in New York are just crazy shit. Did you know, like, we're talking about the migrant crisis, right? Yeah. The 1850s, the population of the U.S. was around, like, 30 million, right? Or 25 okay. million. Okay, like yeah. A million uh, Irishmen came. A million? With, within a decade. Wow. Something like that, yeah. It was a like million people. A million people out of that, you know, it's the ratio is crazy. All because they couldn't eat potatoes. All because they couldn't. <laughs> I always make fun of Irish. I'm sorry. Any Irish people listening? <laughs> no, that know. shit was crazy. The, the famine yeah. is insane. It killed like it killed like, a lot of people. It killed like two thirds of. I just the don't whole know population. how they couldn't eat anything else. But yeah, I guess <laughs> it's just one fucking plant, man. It was just like yeah. They need. They did, It wasn't the. Uh, it wasn't the. They, they needed the vodka. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah they just needed the vodka. Can't grow any potatoes. <laughs> Oh, speaking of like food, um, I have to re- redact a, a thing. Okay. So the, the oh right the sushi didn't like the eating from your hands. It just because like sushi used to be street food, and uh, uh, you know chopsticks can't hold like a huge like it was like a rice ball effectively mm. in the early iterations of nigiri. It was like this huge hand like a imagine like a hamburger, like you just go in, you just grab the hamburger and you eat it and you, you go right yeah. And you just have like this vinegary rice with like a slab of protein on top. And that was like what sushi was. And it's only when they cut it and um, it was, you know, entrepreneurs and artisans, like artists, that's like the class of like who created the nigiri. And they just kind of evolved into this place where, yeah, yeah you, it's like this small nigiri handful thing. Oh, okay. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. And chopsticks was not this thing where, you know, I think conflated uh, dirty hands with, well, these- which was a thing in Japan, but not it wasn't connected to, to sushi. To sushi, okay. Yeah. I wonder, like, what else is, like, hand food, right? Uh, like, the, that evolved. In Japan? Oh. No, 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 no. The- like, if, if say, like, a, a hamburger that yeah. we have right now. Yeah. And say, like, will we use, will it evolve to a point 200 years from now? Because this is, like. Eating, we're eating it with chopsticks over No, rice? like a spoon. Like a spoon. Oh, like a hamburger spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I love I love the fact that it's a hand food. You know? But a slider, right? It, it, yeah. We're we're slowly going there because, like, uh, uh, you know, it was like this big rice ball with sushi, yeah, and it was cut in half so kids can eat it or something, or women can eat it, and then like that was like a slider. I and see. Then, and then and the slider know. eventually morphed into nigiri. Yeah, entrepreneurs like, hey, let's make it even smaller. Yeah, and like let's sell it, and then will the slider get even smaller where it's like in the you can just grab a. A small hamburger. It's this tiny little cheeseburger, like, and then we're gonna, and then people are gonna mark it up like two hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's so amazing. I think you're onto something. We should start like miniaturizing cheeseburgers and just ex- extreme flavor, though. Like, yes, yeah. I think that's what it's gonna be. Like, very good meat, but yeah. in a sli- small slider style. Just a tiny little piece of bread to go with yeah. the meat. And like, it's a tiny little piece of meat, cheese. Yeah, we just need a big head. A Japanese guy to market <laughs> with a bandana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you can sell this like crazy. Right, I'm down. Let's do it. It's about marketing. It, I think food is all about marketing at one point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Like it's it's marketing. I it's, agree. It's whatever tastes good and whatever tastes good wins. Darwinian it's in that AI way. art, man. All over again. It is AI art. Whatever's good sells. Pretty much. All right.
Well, uh, see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> we like to end this podcast with a quote by Pierre Terra Desjardins. We are one. After all, you and I, together we suffer, together exist, and forever we'll recreate one another. Thank you for tuning in to Chaos People and joining us as we embraced the chaos. You can find Chaos People on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts by searching for Chaos People. You can also find us on YouTube by searching for at Chaos People Podcast. That's an ampersand followed by Chaos People Podcast. If you'd like to support this podcast, please click on the donation links found either in the show notes or in the YouTube description. Currently, you can support this podcast via Patreon or via Spotify, which will directly help us buy more computing power to create better audio content and video content for the podcasts. You can also follow Chaos People on Twitter by searching for the handle at ChaosPeoplePod. You can email us at ChaosPeoplePodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate the podcast on whatever platform you choose. Thank you so much.